I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Pretty good day, right? Pretty good day. Pretty, pretty, pretty good day. Ah, oh, to be a Chelsea fan right now. All of that money spent and still just a Poundland endo could never be us, right? Could never be us. Imagine spending £115 million, dude making out like he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, coming on and losing you the game. That's shocking. That's shocking. Oh, it's such a perfect day. I'm glad I spent it with you. Oh, such a perfect day. You just keep me hanging on. <laughs> 115 million and Endo comes in and has a bigger impact in his first game. Whoopsies. Oh, you love it. You love it. What a weekend. United getting their ass handed to them on the Saturday. Oh, yes, my friends. That is a pretty damn nice way to uh, to round off what has been a good weekend all around for the Reds. Look, we've loads to talk about tonight. We'll be talking about defenders. We'll be talking about John W. Henry looking for his wallet and lots of other bits and pieces. But I love it. This is what it's about, right? We'll have our banter. And look, there'll be weeks where I have to take it. I know that. Their weeks are going to come. But right now, today's not one of those weeks. Today, I sit here like the smug asshole I am before you all as United get beaten, as Chelsea get beaten, as Everton not only get beaten, get whooped by Villa, whooped, ha <laughs> ha 4-0, Everton, sorry lads, it's, uh, that stadium is looking likely to be in the championship by the time it's built, what a day, it's great isn't it, are we all enjoying the weekend festivities, now, you know, we probably shouldn't be like this, but that's what football's about, right, oh lads, I'm genuinely, I'm over the moon, we had, it, we had the Irish guy Ian Gary winning in the UFC, we had Ireland beating England in the rugby, we had Manchester United getting beaten by Spurs. You know the Spurs that Manchester United love to take the piss out of because they're just Spurs. We had Chelsea getting beaten by West Ham. It's just great. 
it's just great all around. The only downside is that absolutely ridiculous red card that Alexis McAllister got given, but hopefully common sense will prevail on that front as well. Um, Colin, first super chat of the night, said, Yesterday, thoughts, Endo was awesome. Need to spend another 70 million for Sobitzlai. Verge was so underrated and back to his best. Allison is a blessing. So, Sobitzlai, lads, yesterday, how good was Dominic Sobitzlai? He is, he's legit, isn't he? You could see the, the quality just oozing from the gentleman. But England lost. Yeah, but I'm not English, Josh. So England losing in the World Cup final. Look, I'd love to have the problem of Ireland losing in a World Cup final, mate. Male or female. Ireland getting to a World Cup final would be absolutely lovely. So I'm not here to rub it in on that regard. regards to the England ladies losing. Getting to a World Cup final is a tremendous achievement. Fair play. Nothing but congrats. And well done to Spain for their victory. But, oh, lads. It's great. It's great. United last night. Bruno Fernandes in the media today, whinging and crying, demanding, and I shit you not, demanding an apology from the referee for the penalty he wasn't given for the handball. Oh, Bruno, my pedigree chum. Now you know how we feel. Because remember last week when we didn't get a penalty for the blatant handball in the Chelsea game, everybody was like, no peno, defo no peno, lads. Shut up, stop crying. How does that shoe fit now, Bruno, my friend? And it's on the other foot. And the referee wasn't there to rescue you. You know the referee that gave you that uh, horrendous decision with Onana? Yes, life's good. Life's good. I sent you an email. Did you? Did I get it? So, no, is the short answer. I've It's gotten so crazy, lads, over the last week or two that I had to log out of all the Anfield Agenda email accounts, so I don't have access to any of them. The reason being is there was a lot of emails coming in. Some of them, obviously, I tried my best to reply to. Some of them very personal and delicate. And I, in all honesty, I can't subject myself to it. I can't. Mentally, I cannot do it. Um, and by that, I mean it's tough taking on some other people's problems and stuff. It, it takes its toll. And I'll need to be at my best to be on here for you guys. So, yeah, other people are going to be taking care of the email accounts now. Um, and I'm just going to be in here on the Discord because I just want to have fun. So, look, I replied to about 30 emails over the weekend. I'm not sure if yours was one of them, dude. But um, I did reply to most of the ones that i seen that came in before I logged out. So, that's where we're at on that front. Um, Kaiseido, look, do you know what? On Kaiseido, while we're still having a bit of a giraffe about him... It wasn't just a penalty incident because he got very lucky that West Ham had a shot saved by the key Chelsea's keeper as well because just like two minutes, three minutes before the penalty, he gave the ball away on the edge of his own penalty area and I think, uh, I can't remember which one of the Chelsea players it was, but, or excuse me, the uh, West Ham players had a shot saved by Sanchez, so it could have been even worse for El Caicedo who, uh, God bless him, looked like he was playing running through sticky toffee pudding. Uh, Cosmo Saviour said as a Chelsea fan we were atrocious it's the start of the season but it does not look good there was lots of bright points from you in attack mate some of the work done down the right hand side again by Chelsea was very impressive but there was no composure when it got to that final pass um, Mudrick when he came on you seen that half volley of his that ended up going I think getting cleared on the edge of the box rather than even going wide just that bit of composure there's a lot of uh, energy and pace and directness in that Chelsea squad that I'm sure Pochettino will work on just needs a little bit of polishing um, 
And look, that's the risk. You know, when you bring in that many players and you change that much of your squad, it will take that little bit of time. And for you guys, you better just hope that Poch figures it out before people start pulling away and Chelsea are playing catch-up. From my perspective, pretty good weekend. Liverpool, I won't say we cruised to a 3-1 victory, but we found a way to get a win, even after a ridiculous red card. We came back from a goal down. Um, So yeah, I'm pretty satisfied in that regard. But we do have transfer business to talk about because, let's be honest, still 11 days, 12 days to go in the window and we need solutions. Uh, I have a good feeling about this season, said Canters. Thank you, mate. Appreciate you. So do I. And if we can get these last couple of signings, dude, the future looks very bright indeed for Jurgen. Uh, Sterling was class, but that's about it, said Nevermore. Yes, he looked very dangerous every time he was in possession, Sterling. Um, and he looked quite good against us as well when he had Reese James on that right-hand side. Uh, Nessie said, love this channel, love the content and opinions on every small subject. Wish everybody, uh, wish everyone here a good week. Up the Reds. Whoop, whoop. Thank you, Nessie. Appreciate you. A billion spent and no functional attacker. Genius, said Rabadan. Well, they were a little bit unlucky, to be fair. They did bring in uh, Nkunku and he, you know, did his, was it ACL or uh, one of his ligaments? Um, So look, obviously wish him a speedy recovery, but yeah, it's it's, again, same old problem for Chelsea there. Nobody to put the ball in the back of the net, which um, when you consider how much they've spent on attackers over the past 15 years, it is mental. Thoughts on us appealing the red. So I think that's where we should have the first poll of the night tonight. Because I know we don't just have Liverpool fans in the chat. We've got many others. So Gary, in the background, sir, can you just ask the chat, was it a red card in the Liverpool game? Yes or no? And you know what, folks? This was a weekend for red cards. There was way too many of them for my liking. And very few of them because of real dangerous, reckless incidents. It's the referees need to cop on now a little bit because it's getting a bit OTT here. I'm from South Africa. Jude, how are you, mate? Welcome in. Oh, by the way, speaking of Jude, have you seen Bellingham start to his career at Real Madrid? I mean, we can sit here and laugh about Caicedo missing out on him and whatnot, but God, Bellingham's been off to a, a flyer. Three goals in his first two games for Real Madrid. Not too shabby. Right, poll is up there. First one of the night. Uh, simple question. Did McAllister deserve a red card? Uh, yes or no? Is it, look, the answer is no, by the way. Anybody who's ever played football will tell you that that is ridiculous, that that's a red card. You've got two lads coming in at speed. One is going to get there before the other. And then the question after that is, the guy who doesn't get there, in this case, Alexis McAllister, is he out of control? Nope. Does he look to recklessly endanger an opponent? Nope. Was he studs up looking to go through him? Nope. It absolutely didn't tick any boxes for me for a red card. It was a ridiculous decision. And a lot of us were wondering why it wasn't looked at properly by VAR. Now, let me say this very clearly to Howard Webb, the PGMOL, and anybody else that may have an input into this. This threshold of VAR not getting involved unless it's obvious is a joke. It's a joke because yesterday was a very, very clear indication of a card that shouldn't have been read. And what did VAR do? What they always do. Hid behind the rules. Hid behind this nonsense threshold that only exists in Howard Webb and the PGMOL's head. 
That's all they ever do. Didn't meet the threshold. What does meet it? If somebody has to go out there and hit somebody with a baseball bat before they change their threshold, it's nonsense. If VAR isn't going to intervene when something is clearly wrong, and that was very clearly wrong, then just scrap it because it's nonsense. And all it is is another excuse for these lads to do what they goddamn want and shaft us. And that's what happened. Only this time, we didn't accept the shafting. This time, we didn't lube ourselves up. This time, we strapped ourselves on, we got a third goal, and we seen out the goddamn game. So again, either cop on with the VAR stuff, lads, and get the lads doing their job, or scrap it, because it's nonsense. Uh, don't want to be bitter, let's laugh at Caicedo. Well, yeah, let's, let's have a little chuckle, mate. Why not? Do you know what I mean, Justin? Why not? It, like, how can you have the two lads that we have previous with yet again on VAR? Constantine Elbow Robertson in the Hedicus is one of them, and Paul Tiernicus Maximus is the other one. Two lads that we know only too well that if there's any opportunity to Liverpool, they will. I don't know what that was, by the way. That in my head was what way better, but Liverpool, there you go. Uh, Chelsea said laser sharp. I mean, I'm glad that we're all taking the moral high ground here. We're not laughing at Chelsea. Pearl, one billion Todd. You know, somewhere right now, Todd's absolutely fuming. Sitting there going, how? How can I spend all this money? How? And still be crap. How? Usually, when I spend money, everything gets better. Todd, welcome to football, dude. Loved Lucho's goal. Pure class, said Russ Myers. It was a great goal, mate. And Lucho's had a very good start to the season, which is uh, promising for us, absolutely. Did I watch Sugar Sean last night? I stayed up all the way through and fell asleep just before the Ian Gary fight. So no, I didn't get to see it. Uh, actually, so I didn't even go to sleep. I went up to bed and I don't have the skybox upstairs because the box was broken. So I ended up having to watch Netflix on the TV. So no, I didn't. And I tried to stay up for it, which is mad. Uh, eight year contracts too. Eight years, seven years, nine years. Sure, what's the difference, Todd? Might as well take out another mortgage. 203,000 followers for a well-deserved channel. Hope for a good season, Craig. And saying shenanigans, because I love that. Thank you, Justin. Appreciate you, mate. Uh, I think Everton get relegated. Do you agree? Like, jokes aside, Alex, it's looking dire for them. Um, Like, honestly, the manager they brought in, if any manager is going to be able to get a bit of fight out of a team, it would be Sean Dyche. And he did it enough last year to keep them up. But the recruitment has been non-existent, pretty much. The club seem like it's in a pretty bad place. And they look like they're in a world of pain, a world of trouble um, with the squad that they have at the minute. And genuinely, yes, I would say they are um, real candidates for relegation. People trying to say Luis has no end product. Did they though? Because I was one of the people that said we hope for a few more goals from Diaz. So again, saying somebody needs to add a few more goals to the game is not saying he doesn't have end product. So I don't understand that criticism either from you or others, I mean. Um, but look, he started brilliantly. So fair play to Lucho. Money doesn't buy wins, said Queen Nadra. Thank you for your super chat. And you're goddamn right it doesn't. So... Let's talk transfers for a few minutes before we get back into uh, 
having maybe a little look ahead to next week's game against Newcastle, where you are going to see an industry first. You're going to see a new segment introduced on Anfield Agenda next week after the Newcastle game that nobody else has done yet. It's either going to be a stroke of genius or it's going to be absolute stupidity. But we'll let you decide that next week after the Newcastle game. Um, So let's talk about the title of tonight's stream. And one of the things that I've honestly spoke to you guys about all summer has been how hard it is. Uh, Colin Watson, thank you for the super chat, mate. Appreciate you said. Keep up the awesome content. One of the things I've been really honest with you guys about has been the difficulty in finding out links to centre-backs. You know, we did the Hincapia one the other day. Um, and today, we're going to talk about Parashurers because a couple of accounts, I think Football Insider being one of them, say that Virgil van Dijk is aware of Parashurers' quality and is a fan of his. And that makes me think, because usually when van Dijk's starting talking about people like Cody Gakpo, maybe this is a sign that something is happening. And I'm not sure. Do you get where I've gone with that? I'm not sure. Um, but we are being linked with him. And the numbers are about 30 million. He is a left-sided centre-back. He hasn't yet made a, an appearance for the Dutch national team at a senior level. But we've been tracking this guy since before he went to Torino. And again, we're being linked with him. So it looks like we're starting to whittle it down to maybe Hincapia or parishers at this point they would seem to be the two front runners along with the guy from ron tiete who was another one so let's wait and see what happens but you know at least we're getting some names out there now at least we're getting linked with some center backs our transfer links are awful are they though like sometimes i have to pinch myself and say this because it's not always clear that like a player coming in that we don't know all that much about because we don't watch the league that much doesn't necessarily mean they aren't going to be good. I've kind of got to the point where I tried to say to myself, if Klopp, Schmadke, Fallows um, and the rest of the recruitment team view these lads as good enough, then they will have done their research. So let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. I'm not going to say he's great or he's shy because I don't know. But he is somebody that has been linked and linked for quite a while. Right, we're going to end this poll. We asked you guys... Do you think Alexis McAllister deserved a red card? 96% of you guys said no, and 4% of you guys aren't Liverpool fans. And £30 million sounds about right as well, for the number that, that I would expect Liverpool to be willing to spend. Uh, yes, let's do that for the next poll. Um, if we could, please, Gary. Uh, Hincapia or Shures? Who would you prefer? That's a great idea for a poll. And a thank you. Thoughts on Shea Adams to Everton? He's not going to save them. He's a good, Look, Shea Adams is a good, honest, hard-working forward. But he isn't very prolific. Uh, and Everton needs somebody who's going to show up and put the ball in the back of the net. And I don't think Adams will score enough for them. But he is a good, honest pro. Shures is too good to play for Liverpool. Nobody's too good to play for Liverpool, my friend. Don't be silly now. Liverpool are the gold standard. Football365 said the Klopp is called Amrabat. Football365 are wrong about Liverpool's interest in Amrabat. We aren't interested. I found that much out. 
It's done. That interest is finished. So you don't need to worry about Amrabat anymore because Liverpool aren't in the race for Amrabat. And that phone call that they've been going on about is either one that happened seven months ago or one that may have happened recently. But either way, I can say to you, we ain't signing Amrabat. Um, that's been made pretty clear over the last 48, 24, 48 hours. And it's not just me saying this. Look at the media. It looks like Liverpool have moved on from him. Did you guys see Owen Hargreaves talking about Endo and said that Liverpool have got themselves an absolutely wonderful player in uh, in Endo? So, you know, he knows Bundesliga football. Would you think the transfer market is fair? I I don't know what you mean and by fair I don't know if you've that's the wrong fair as well by the way mate that's like fair as in food like fair as in wares um, look the transfer market's weird because nobody knows what the rules are like try to convince anybody with a stray face how Chelsea can spend a billion quid in 14 months or 15 months and not fall foul of FFP try and say that to anybody with a stray face I don't understand the market, mate. I don't understand how that's possible that a club that hasn't made a profit in 20 years can spend a billion quid and still not be foul of FFP. So again, let me say that clearly. They haven't made a profit in 20 years. How can they be not falling foul of FFP? It's madness. And just because you have a really creative accounting team that find loopholes doesn't mean you're right to do it. Like, again, many of our clubs, whether you're a United fan now, a Liverpool fan, a Spurs fan, whoever, many of our clubs know about these loopholes, but view them as too risky. And Todd Bowley hasn't just done it once or twice. He has absolutely taken the mickey with the uh, stretching of the loopholes and the mortgaging almost of Chelsea's future because if this doesn't work out if this type of form continues that Chelsea's seen today they're in big 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 trouble and I'm here for it front and centre motherfuckers I'm ready twenty years yes twenty years that's not my words either by the way this was the guy who used to be Manchester City's financial officer that now works for an investment company speaking about this on TalkSport. So again, it's not me coming out with this no profit in 20 years stuff. I told you guys, under the 17 years or so Abramovich was there, Chelsea averaged £900,000 a week in losses. But again, somehow they're able to keep spending money. And we, as you know, the normal working class folk of the world want to know how that is possible, that you can continue to dig the hole deeper and deeper and deeper, have no European football, have no shirt sponsor, have no sleeve sponsor, have a small stadium, but yet can still spend that money and not be fell falling foul of profit and sustainability or FFP. It's weird, because I promise you, none of our banks would let us run things like that. Uh, Gravenberch is not a six. I don't want him, said Mackie. I don't want Gravenberch either, mate. But, unfortunately, I'm going to say something that will give some credibility to Liverpool's interest in him. Um, but before I do, just a quick second. If you haven't hit the subscribe button, my friends, please do. We're only about 150 away from 204k. Um, and it's Connor's day off. And I love making him do stuff on his day off. 
So if you can, please hit that subscribe button and we can somehow make this number up to 204. It means I get the pleasure of sending Connor a message to go, mate, will you update that sub count, please? And I love doing that because I'm a pain in the ass. Um, right, where are we? Yes, so on Gravenberch, sorry, on Gravenberch. I have a bit of news on Gravenberch that Liverpool did indeed send Dave Fallows and Barry Hunter, so our head of recruitment and our chief scout, over to Germany to, according to this report, find out detailed information uh, on Ryan Gravenberch and what it would cost. So this isn't a be-all and end-all situation. I don't know if we're running the rule over a couple of players and we're looking to see what the market is for the likes of a Decore and the likes of a Gravenberch. I don't know that yet, but it does look like we did send people over to try and see what Byron's stance is here. And um, he wasn't in, he did get involved, I should say, sorry, in Byron's game. Didn't come off the bench, nothing like that. So certainly not fancied by Thomas Tuchel. Um, and Byron are looking at the likes of Sangara themselves as a replacement. So my question is this. Do you guys feel comfortable with that? Because if they're willing to get rid of him and look for the likes of Sangar, why do we think that he's going to be good enough for us? Now, the answer could be something as simple as Jurgen Klopp sees something that he likes about the kid that maybe isn't working for Thomas Tuchel's Bayern setup, and that could be absolutely fine. But it could also be that he's just not at the level, and... Bayern aren't willing to wait to see if he gets to that level. And maybe they think Sangar is a better fit for them at the minute alongside Kimmich or Lamer in midfield. I don't know. But it's a fair question. Uh, I like Gravenberch if he comes along with another. I, Colin, I don't know if he will or not. Um, and sincerely, I don't know. I'm not trying to like fob you off. I don't know if Liverpool are going to sign one and that's the end of it. Especially if we're going to look at Andre in January. Um... Now, what makes me a bit more weary about Grafenberts now and our possibility of us signing him is we've brought in Endo. Bajcetic is back to fitness. He was in the match day squad yesterday. We'll probably get some game time against Newcastle. Then if you're going to bring in Andre in January, you're pretty much covered in the number six then. You've got Thiago for the rest of the season who can fill in if needs be. You've got Endo, obviously, who's now the world's greatest central defensive midfielder without any competition for that place because he's clearly the best in the world. And you've got Stefan Bajcetic. Then if you bring in Ryan Gravenberch, you've got yourselves somebody who can be a six and a half or an eight. And maybe Klopp wants that versatility versus another specialist. So if we take it that we will um, get this signing over the line, let's say, and we bring in Andre in January, then maybe the Gravenberts thing makes a bit more sense in my head, but I'm still weary of him. I'm not sure. Uh, please not Gravenberch. Look, we'll get to a Gravenberch poll in a minute because I feel like that's what the logical next step in is. Uh, Alex Cooper said, but Klopp is good at finding gems, though, so if Klopp feels he can get the best out of him, that's good enough for me. That's a fair... Look, it's hard for me to argue back against that, Alex. Um, and I don't really want to argue back against it because you're right. Klopp's far more qualified than I to run the rule over players and say what he wants in his system. So I'm not even going to try and push back, Alex. All I'll say is... I have my doubts and 
I would far prefer the likes of a Decore or a Thuram than Gravenberch, personally. But maybe Klopp feels that he is one of these absolute diamonds in the rough that he can polish up and turn into a superstar. And if that works out and it costs us about 30 million or 25 million, again, I'm happy to sit here in three, four months' time and go, well, how wrong was I? Ryan Gravenberch has been amazing. Nothing would make me happier, mate. Um, yeah, I just, you know me, I just, every time I hear Liverpool looking at the cheap option, it, it makes me a little bit nervous. Right, so let's have a look at the poll at the minute. Would you prefer, who would you prefer as a left centre-back, Hincapia or Schurz? It's fairly close. So far, 56% of you guys say Hincapia and Per Schurz are 44%. That's, that's pretty good. Look, they're both good, by the way. Let me say that. Either of these, I think, would be a good fit for Liverpool. And I'd be more than happy with either of them. So, it's it's just a matter of if we get one in. Honestly, I'm sound with either. Is Kimmich still available? I feel like I've, I've answered this question so many times, mate. The only way I can answer that question is to give you the quote from the man himself who said that he doesn't want to leave Bayern and he wants to stay there and his plans to stay there. So, I don't think he is available. Um, yeah. But look, he's a great player. I think we all love a bit of Joshua Kimmich. Uh, Craig, hope you're good. Thoughts on the Caicedo howler? My thoughts, Jermaine, is that it wasn't just one howler. I mentioned this earlier on at the start of the stream. If you look at the incident, I can't remember who it was that had the shot. Was it Fornals, maybe? Um, Caicedo gave a loose ball away, a loose pass on the edge of his penalty area. I don't remember if it was Fornals or if it was one of the other West Ham players that forced the save from Sanchez with his right foot. That was like two or three minutes before he then gave away this stupid penalty. So, yeah, I'm a little bit happy right now about it. Look, we know Caicedo's a great player, but, I mean, Karam is a bitch, and I love it. And I love it. I love it. Let me say it again. I love it. To be fair, Gravenberch was seen as a definite superstar before moving to Bayern. Yes, it hasn't worked out, but I fully believe Klopp knows he has a high ceiling and who better to develop him. Again, my friend, pre-dawn, you're, you're fair with your comment. Um, and look, if Ryan Gravenberch signs for Liverpool Football Club, I'll get right behind him, like all of you guys. Um, you know, we just like to sit here and talk about the players that we'd like to see it, and I'm just not convinced. But... As I said, more than happy to go with whatever the club decide to do and get behind the lads. No Lavia on the bench. I would say that that's probably just because of the lateness of the uh, announcement, really, more than anything else. Here's what I don't get about the Lavia thing, though, right? Remember when Lavia decided he was going to Chelsea? And what did he sign on? A seven-year deal or something? Remember, one of the excuses that we got given in the media was that he felt like second best at Liverpool because we went for Caicedo. You what now? Like, do, does he not see what's happened at Chelsea? Does he not see that they brought in Caicedo literally ahead of him and they have another defensive midfielder and they have Enzo there? I don't get it. And I'm not going to believe anybody that signs for Chelsea under Todd Bowley that says anything other than, I like money. Todd's giving me lots of money over a very long time. I like money. That's the only truth that I'm willing to accept because 
Nobody willingly wants to play for Chelsea over Liverpool, other than potentially the London factor. But even at that, Scousers are better. So, yeah. Weird one. Any updates on the Corey? Nothing new from my end anyway. Um, I wouldn't say we're absolutely 100% finished with looking at the Corey. I think this is Liverpool getting to the end of the process now, whether they have two or three names and they're trying to find out the details of, of what it will cost, what the player wants, how willing the clubs are to get a deal done. And of course, Liverpool won't want to end up with egg on their faces again after the Lavia and Caicedo situation. So I do think... We're getting close. I think we will see some movements during the week, probably. Respect to the England women's team of the World Cup, said Connor Mullen for finishing second. Yes, absolutely. Incredible achievement from the Lionesses. And you look, you don't mock anyone for losing the World Cup final, mate. That's, that's a damn good achievement. Congratulations to Spain, obviously, on their victory. But look, those English ladies team can feel damn proud of themselves. A European Cup and a World Cup final, it, it is truly phenomenal. So well done to them. And, um, yeah, as I said, well done to Spain for winning. Who do you think we will get? I, I, on centre-back, hand on heart, it's a 50-50 call for me. You know, maybe, sorry... I should say it's a three-way call. Um, Siete, Hincapia, and Perishers are all sensible options in and around similar money. I think Hincapia a little bit dearer. I think Bayer Leverkusen want 45 million euro, which is about 38 million quid. Um, I'd say Hincapia. If I, if I was to push, I'd go for him. Uh, with regards to midfield, I'd like to Correa Polina. But if Liverpool are bringing in Andre in January and that's another defensive midfielder, then maybe the likes of a Gravenberch makes some more sense. Somebody who can, you know, not just play a little bit deeper if needs be, but somebody who can get on the front foot, break a line and pick a pass. Craig, would you ever consider doing a post-match analysis live stream with viewers in Discord getting feedback and discussing it? It's really difficult to do from a technical perspective and keep it at a high level so i've seen some people do it and it's it's really poorly done um and it is something i've thought about Daz over the years it's just i'm yet to find a stable enough platform to be able to get people on um potentially audio only i would maybe if we just bring people in via audio Yes, potentially we could do it. I think we could find a stable way to do that. But if you're if you're looking for people with you know on their phones and reliability and stuff, it gets a bit messy. But maybe an audio we can figure it out. Uh, I know Rail said firm no for sure many, but did we get an answer for Valverde? It's weird, right? Because the only ones that are really talking about those Rail players being sold is the Spanish media, and then they follow up their own articles where they say. Jurgen Klopp is obsessed with Federico Valverde. And then they'll come back in and go, but Real Madrid have made it clear that these are untouchables. So, like, who the fuck asked you then? <laughs> it's weird. It's like me coming out there and going, well, 
I'm not leaving Anfield agenda. And I don't care if, if BBC come a-knocking. Well, BBC haven't come a-knocking. You're just making stuff up. So it's weird. I don't get it. It's like nobody asked a question and they're giving us an answer telling us how untouchable their players are. It's, it just feels a bit weird to me. And it happens all the time. Especially with us and Real Madrid. We get linked to Real Madrid players so often. And my question is the same. When's the last time Liverpool signed a Real Madrid player? I don't remember it happening with money involved in uh, in my lifetime, really. We've got a few in on free transfers or as part of that Michael Owen deal. But we haven't done business with Real Madrid. Do you think we get a DM in by Sunday's game? You mean apart from the one we already have? I think Endo starts, especially if McAllister's red card isn't overturned. And I hope to God it is, because it should be. Um, and by Chetich is there as well. So at this point, it's... I guess my question at this point is, do we even think Liverpool are going to sign another number six in this window? Because I'm not so sure about it. Um, so Fabrizio Romano has been speaking a little bit about the Ryan Gravenberg situation. And thank you, Mark, for this. He said, Liverpool made a phone call this week to be informed on Ryan Gravenberg's situation at Bayern. At the moment, Bayern do not want to sell the midfielder, but in this case, in case this changes, Liverpool are informed. See, this is what gets me about this Gravenberg's thing again. It's been very clear he's not wanted at Bayern. And I don't know who they think they're kidding, trying to tell the world that he's not for sale. He is for sale. Because Thomas Tuchel has no interest in playing him. And that's not just him. Manager before him had no interest in playing him at Bayern. So this guff about Bayern not wanting to sell him, I think, is nonsense. I think Bayern are absolutely open to selling him. And maybe they just want to wait till the end of the window. I don't know. But remember, they spend a lot of money on Harry Kane. They're a very, very well-run club. And I think they probably want to bring in somebody else in midfield themselves, which is why they're looking at Sangar and stuff. So... Again, I don't believe that he's not for sale. He 100% is for sale. Can it be overturned? Yes, it can. It can be appealed. And I think if you're looking and studying the language Klopp used in his post-match interview yesterday, he starts speaking about different thresholds that he doesn't feel that the challenge met. So I think from a technical standpoint, he is thinking about it. Now... Riddle me this. How is it that we can have one referee, former referee, say absolutely not a red card, i.e. Dermot Gallagher, and that it should have been a yellow, and we can have Mike, I love a red card as long as a little dance is involved, Dean, saying on Sky that it was a red card. So who the hell are we supposed to believe when two former officials have differing opinions on it? And one of them is deluded in Mike Dean because in no world... On a Sunday league pitch, in a League One pitch, in a non-league pitch, in a Premier League pitch, is that even close to a red card? Not even in the vicinity of it. If a red card was over there having a shite, you wouldn't even be able to smell it. That's how far away it was from a red card. Uh, Jordan Hunnable said, I'm really worried about the lack of the Corey links and info over the last few days. Um, I wouldn't worry about it too much from the point of view of We've done a lot of research on him. Um, Palace are, 
I don't want to say bracing themselves for a bid, but they may be expecting it. And I can't tell you if it's going to be Decore or Gravenberch. I mean, if you want me to, do you want me to guess? I mean, I think it's edging to look towards Gravenberch based on what the media are saying, but I don't know, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see how the window ends because at least we're still doing business. Because I've been around many windows where Klopp would say, well, no, we're done now unless something drastic changes. But we know we aren't. So that's a good thing. Um, Caicedo has reached the end of the link. Thank you for that super chat, Matthew. Appreciate you. Colin said, I truly believe in Graven Birch. And if any club and coach was to turn his bad spell around, it's Liverpool and Klopp. I also think that Endo is the one we needed. Look, Endo's going to win a load of people over, mate. And a lot of humble pie will be eaten by a lot of Liverpool fans and opposition fans who just laughed when Endo came in. Yeah, we're all aware he isn't Caicedo. We get that. But doesn't mean he isn't going to be a damn good defensive midfield player in our system and do what we need him to do. Just look at yesterday. Dude was only on the pitch two minutes when people were already talking about him being ghosted past twice. They forgot to mention all the great stuff he did, like the ball winning he did, skipping away from challenges and setting up attacks. That didn't get noticed by the same people who are only existing to piss all over Liverpool's players. And it's pathetic. It was Gakpo. It was Darwin. It's non-stop. It doesn't matter who Liverpool sign. Some genius out there on Twitter or X or whatever it's called these days will come up with a way to try and undermine every Liverpool signing because, and I can't say this enough, they're pathetic. Uh, they're putting in an appeal in tomorrow against the red card. I would imagine that's the case. And we should. We should appeal it because it's, it's a ridiculous decision. He looked decent to me, said Russ the Red. Um, he hadn't slept, said Livalad FC. Yes, there's so many things that these geniuses on social media that love to just slag off players forget, mate. Like, he's moved City. He's moved leagues. He's changing systems and he's had stuff going on. So, yeah, you're right. The fact that he even came on and played and had the legs to run around was a good sign. Oh, I agree with you on that, Rook. I think we need a new Peno taker. I agree. I do agree. And I don't say that easily because I do love Mohamed Salah. But look, lads, we need a new Peno taker. Um, right, we're going to end this poll. We asked you guys, who would you prefer a centre-back? And you guys have said 57% for Hincapia and Perisher is a 43%. Russ, thank you, buddy. Russ kills. We appreciate your uh, super chat, mate. You didn't put a comment in, but appreciate your support. Uh, yes, do keep subscribing, as Mark said. We're closing in on 204k. Yeah, we're closing in. About 130 to go. Uh, Bowley got a real punch in the face today. I think he's uh, he thinks he's on top of the world, but suddenly his opponent is Mike Tyson and he knows he's screwed. I like that. Thank you. Yeah, look, I think we can say as adults that it's okay to say Mohamed Salah shouldn't be on penalties and still love the man. I've never been convinced, even when he was scoring them, all the way back to the Champions League final when he scored that penalty against Spurs. I've always just felt like he closes his eyes and smashes it. That's be my. I think we need to look at somebody who's a little bit more 
consistent in that department because average i think is about i think it's about 80 percent of penalties get scored Right, here's the poll that people asked. Would you be happy with Liverpool signing Ryan Gravenberch? Over to you guys to have your say. $945 million spent and lost to West Ham. I know, it's great, isn't it? It's great. Let it continue. Can we just take a minute to, um, to big up Sobotsly? Because my God... Sobitzlai was pretty goddamn impressive yesterday. Yes, it was against Bournemouth, I know. But he was so good. Like, so good. Um, I did say I was taking a break, but I swapped my days off. And there's a reason I swapped my days off. Because I know that you guys are like me, and you're going to want to watch the Arsenal game tomorrow night. And because Anfield Agenda are only doing Liverpool content, obviously I want to... Uh, I want to give you guys the chance to watch that game tomorrow. And I know that lots of channels are going to be covering it. And my thought process was, well, if I stream tonight, you know, we've got our audience and we can have a chat about yesterday, what happened today in the window. If we stream tomorrow, I'm putting some people in a tricky spot. Um, and that was my thought process, why I'm on tonight and not tomorrow. Jeff said, the only player I remember us buying from Real Madrid was Fernando Morientes. Uh, that was a freebie, if I'm not mistaken. Or was it like 5 million? I can't remember. But, oh God, I loved him. I loved him before he went to Liverpool and while he was at Liverpool. I think it came a little bit too late, Jeff, in his career. But I loved Morientes as a player. Just man ooze class. In my lifetime, I can't remember another. Love you, Craig. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate your support, my friend. Uh, Ian said, five wins and 31 Premier League games equals £183 million per win. And that's regarding Chelsea. So let me just give you Ian's beautiful stat there again. Five wins in 31 Premier League games equals £183 million per win. You could have flipped a coin and probably got a better return than that. Um, Miguel said in my humble opinion I think we need more defensive players or a Thiago like player that doesn't get injured that often well I think we've brought in hopefully a lot of players mate that we we feel are fairly bulletproof um, we've definitely moved a lot of the ageing injury prone players off the books and I include Henderson in that by the way because he was starting to pick up a few knocks as well new poll who should take pens Caicedo who we'll move on to the the Penalty poll in a, in a little bit, Connor, and thank you for your super chat. We're just going to leave this one run out for a bit longer. Would you be happy with Liverpool signing Ryan Gravenberch? Because it's close, and I want to give you guys uh, the opportunity to, to, to have your say, because it is a close one, and I knew that this would be a fairly divisive signing if Liverpool did it, because I knew I couldn't be on my own for feeling a little bit unsure. Uh, Mohammed, thank you, mate, for joining Anfield Agenda FC. Mohammed Noor, appreciate you, sir. Andre is a Thiago like press resistant number six. I've started to try and find more and more highlights of him um, playing for Fluminense now. And look, if we can get him in January for 17 million, that's a tidy bit of business. And that makes more sense to me when we see the Grafenberg's links. So then you'd have brought in two, one for the here and now and Endo, and one for the future, obviously, in Andre. And then you've got 
a young midfield rebuild of a Graven Birch, if indeed he's the signing. Um, you've got McAllister and Sobotslide, 22-24. It makes sense. Why is Darwin not starting, said Andy Duffy. Um, so all I can think of is what Klopp himself said last season about the press not being up to point yet. And I get a feeling, Andy, that we're going to see Darwin light up the Europa. And that's where the man's going to get his confidence and a burst of goals. And hopefully that then will carry on into the league and Klopp has some tough decisions to make. And that's that's what we all want. We want Klopp scratching his head going, do we go with Darwin, Gakpo, Jota? Do I mix it up and play Gakpo back in midfield? These are good headaches to have. And all I can say is, look, I don't see what Klopp sees on the training pitch, but there are obviously things he feels Darwin needs to hone before he's ready to start regularly. Give us a who. No. No, I was trying to save them for match days. Um, although I think I may have done one at the start of the stream, if I remember. How good are Brighton still without two big stars? That's So with Brighton, Brighton? With Brighton? With Brighton, it's a really good example of the system being the star. And Klopp tries to do that as well. Now, obviously, every team is going to have players that stand out inside the system. But yes, under De Zerbi with Brighton, it is the system and the style of play that is the star. And the players are just very, very good, hardworking, uh, technical players that are inside that system. So, fair play for De Zerbi and Brighton for being able to start the season so impressively again. And, you know, they haven't been able to get in the Casado replacement yet. They lost out on... Um, who was it again? I feel like I've asked you guys this about 20 times now. Who it was that Brighton pulled out of or, or the deal broke down. Um, I know they were looking at somebody in... Was it Monaco or somewhere? Somebody from France. But it's just impressive. He's a good coach, this Zerbi. What a manager De Zerbi is. Yes, he's a very good manager. He is. Oh, yes, Kudus. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I knew it. Kudus is the one. I think Bajcetic and Doku will have a good season. I, I agree, Alex. And I think, in a weird way, once you would, uh, you'd never say that there's an upside to the Europa League. But in a weird way, I feel like we will see a benefit from the Europa League. Now, look, John W. Henry is going to be somewhere pulling his hair out, upset about the loss of the Champions League money. And that's understandable. But from our young squad perspective, if you look at Darwin, Doak, Bajcetic, um, Jones even for his continuation, maybe Jarrell Kwanzaa, Connor Bradley, Cuevin Kelleher, there are reasons to think, okay, these guys will get their games in the Europa League group stages and maybe early knockout stages, and I think that will benefit us in the long term. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, let's see what happens. Um, but I feel like we will see a couple of players establish themselves firmly in Kloppo's decision-making after the Europa League. Is Trent injured? So Klopp reckons it was just, um, uh, what would I say, a an impact knock and shouldn't be anything serious and should be okay. But should be is the operative word there. Uh, Andy, thank you for gifting a membership, mate. Appreciate you. And that one went to Paul, Paul Vowles, by the way. Thank you. Any news on Trent? Other than no, Klopp just saying he thinks it was a knock, which is good news because we, you know, we can't be afforded to lose any more players. Are we likely to sign a new centre back for the closure of the window? I believe so. I, from what I'm seeing in the media, it's starting to finally look like Liverpool are narrowing their search for a centre back. Now I have nothing myself that I feel fairly confident to come on and talk about. But reading what the media are writing, it looks like we're finally starting to see a couple of alternatives, whether it be Persures, whether it be um, Hincapia or Thiete, um, the guy from Ron. At least those names have been doing the rounds in the past few days. Um, Russ, thank you for your super chat. Said Craig, Liverpool officials kick booking them top blokes off site, I hear. Liverpool not being happy for weeks. So the company that you're speaking about, the, the, the company that they're building, the Annie Road End, and the same company, I believe, are involved in Fulham's uh, new main stand, or their stand that they're building. They're going into administration. And from Liverpool's perspective, the building works have all been completed. It's just the fit out, meaning uh, we're okay, pretty much. But yeah, they're going into administration. I think they're already in administration, Russ. So no surprise there that uh, they're off-site then. How do I become a member? So you can... How do you become a member? Bear with me. Because some people see a button, some people don't see a button to join and become a member. I think one of our mods or somebody will be able to post the uh, the link into the chat for you, pal. But other than that, I can't remember. I mean, YouTube should make this way easier, by the way. The fact that some people get a button and some people don't bugs me. But... Um, I'm sure somebody will post the membership link for you, pal. Matt's hairline. Thank you for joining Anfield Genta FC, pal. Appreciate you. Or you can scan the QR code on the screen, as being correctly pointed out by our producer, Gary. Uh, scan the QR code on the screen there as well. That, that, that is another very, very fair point from, from Gary there. What's up with Salah's penalty taking? I don't know, because it was a terrible penalty, wasn't it? It was like, what, 
couple of feet to the keeper's left. It wasn't great at all from Mo. Now, look, fair play to Mo on the rebound. He followed it in and scored fair play to him. But yeah, it, you do have to question the penalties. If we get Gravenberg in a centre-back, would you be happy with the window activity, said Alex Cooper. Yeah, I think I would, Alex. Um, yeah, yeah, mate, I think I would. Because let's say we bring in Gravenberg and that's 30 million. And we bring in a centre-back and that's 30, 35 million. That's 65 million on top of the, what did we spend ahead of that? 95, 100 mil. Um, and then another 16 and a half mil. So you're talking about a net spend of about 150, roughly. And I think that's fair. I think that's pretty much what we expected. Um, look, we'll all have our own preferences to players we think should or shouldn't have been brought in. Gravenberts would be one on my list that I'm not 100% confident in. But yeah, I think that's a fair window, especially if the plan is to go in for Andre in January as well, with Thiago moving on. Yeah, that works for me. I mean, I don't know about the rest of the chat, but for me, yeah, I think it's fair. Uh, we're Fulham looking 90 million for Joe Polina. No, not that high. The, the highest number I'd seen was 70, and that was at the start of the summer when West Ham were looking. Craig, if Liverpool pick up an established centre-back, does that guarantee a player like Gravenberts because of the non-homegrown quota? So Gravenberts would fall into the, into the under-21 category, I think, wouldn't he? Wasn't he? Was he? No, he played in the Euros. What age is Gravenberts? Can somebody tell me that? Is he 21 or 22? Do I still have Harvey the dog? Well, I should hope so, mate. He's only just turned a year old, yeah. Salah's replacement, shouldn't we consider it too? No, not yet. Not we see how Ben Doak gets on, because Ben Doak could be that replacement. Kate Gordon and Ben Doak could be that replacement. So, yeah, I don't think we should be in any rush to... We maybe eye up for next summer as the season goes on, but let's give Ben Doak a chance to develop and Kate Gordon a chance to get back to fitness. I think we're okay for the time being. So he is 21. Right, well, he's 21. Then the Gravenberg signing means don't have to worry about the non-homegrown quota if we were to bring in a centre-back who is 22, let's say. But if Incapia was brought in and Gravenberg was brought in, then we're still fine because they're both 21. So plenty of options there. We've got one non-homegrown place as things stand. We do know at the end of this season, when, let's say, Gravenberg or Incapia would hit 22, that... Thiago's contract is up, Matip's contract is up, and there's your two places back. So, I think that makes us okay. James Ward-Prowse himself made fun of Todd Bowley. Yeah, it was it was a good performance from James Ward-Prowse. Two assists, if I'm not mistaken. Bakayoko from PSV, rumours. Yes, we have had rumours with him. Um, I'm not going to lie, don't know anything about him. There there have been rumours though, you're right. Um, and he has been linked as a Mohamed Salah replacement. But for me, I've never even seen the gentleman kick a football. Do I like jazz music? Not even a little bit, mate. No, it's... Uh, I think I'd probably be one of those things, Sean Luke... If I was in a, a bar and it was playing, I'd probably enjoy it. But it wouldn't be something I'd listen to um, on my phone or anything like that. 
So, Virage, one surefire way for you to get kicked out of our chat is to keep spamming the same comment asking me to shout out your name. Mate, I'm not here to do your bidding. If you have a comment and you want to contribute to the chat, have a pop at it, mate, and we'll do our best to respond. But I'm not here to bow down to shout outs because you're impatient and you maybe have nothing to add to the chat. So, again, please stop spamming the same comment. It doesn't do me any favours, it doesn't do the chat any favours, and it defo doesn't do yourself any favours. Uh, JC Galvanil, thank you for the super chat. And he simply said, reminder to subscribe and like, and please do. Closing in, 100 and something to go now till we hit 204k. So if you haven't hit the sub button, folks, please do. And don't forget, next month, brand new channel. Yep, yours truly is going to be part of a brand new channel launching next month. And I'm excited by it. It gives me a chance to get stuck into more content. And um, I think you guys will like it. We're working on a few little bits and pieces right now. And when I can give you guys a link and a name and all that stuff... We will do, um, but I'm really excited about it, and uh, I hope you guys are going to enjoy it. Who starts for the Newcastle game? Depends on McAllister's red card situation, and also Jones's ankle situation, and also um, Trent's knock so yeah it's too early to be looking ahead to the the team selection for the newcastle game but i tell you what already is another huge game at the start of the season because we've dropped two points at the start of the season to chelsea newcastle were beaten by manchester city 1-0 so you know both teams have a chance there if you can get another win so if liverpool were to win let's say keeps pushing us ahead and I want to keep inching ahead of United, Chelsea and these teams. So it's a big game. Um, it's not going to be an easy one though. Newcastle a good side, especially at home. What do you think about Florentino Luis? That Liverpool aren't linked to signing him? Well, it's only been fans that have really wanted us to sign Florentino Luis. And I understand it. But I've not seen anything in the media or anything concrete give us a hint of what your new channel's about um am i allowed to talk about what it's about without giving away any names or anything i have to wait for the background team to tell me um because this isn't an anfield agenda fully related channel connor won't have anything to do with this new channel you know he's got enough work to be getting on with anyway and enough uh, enough stuff for me being in his ear so uh, i'm not aware i'm not sure if i'm allowed <laughs> tell you what it's about if we beat newcastle i think the season looks good said colin oh yes sir if we beat newcastle at st james's coupled with a draw at stanford bridge that's a decent start because it's a tricky start for us and we've got villa coming up as well like there's some very difficult opening games for liverpool and one other good thing about potentially if we can get a good point against newcastle or a win against newcastle is You've got Chelsea away, Newcastle away, out of the way already at the start of the season. So they're difficult games. So yes, if you can pick up some early points in these big head-to-head -head games, promising sign. Did I see Caicedo today? Oh yes, sir. 
I was enjoying every moment of him stumbling and fumbling around looking for the uh, the quality that look we know he has. I'm still waiting for the word if I'm allowed to say what the channel is going to be about. I'm still waiting for the answer to be put in because I would tell you everything. You know me, I can't hold me piss. I'd tell you everything. All the news, everything it's about. Um, but we've been working on some fun stuff. And next week, we're going to see a brand new segment that nobody else is doing that I invented and I hope works. So after the Newcastle game, part of our post-match content is going to involve a brand new industry first segment. Uh, Hyper Shane said, I don't think we can, but do you think we can compete for the title if we beat Newcastle? If you beat Newcastle, I think we've given ourselves a good show to... to build confidence because that's what this is going to be about if you want to really push in the title and be in for a title chance you got to get confidence and confidence inspires a run and if you can go on a run and put together you know 10 game unbeaten streak you never know because i tell you what city don't convince me watching them against newcastle nothing about that manchester city team without de bruyne scared me Haaland hasn't scored in the opening two games alvarez scored a great goal fair play to him but they don't scare me. I think Manchester City are there to be gotten at early in this season. That's why I was so adamant that the fact that we haven't done our business early enough in the window is um, could cost us. Because nobody knows better than us what it feels like to miss out on a title by a point or two. And these early season drop points can be the difference maker. So I wouldn't be thinking about a title challenge, but I wouldn't say no if one comes our way. I just got done playing my game. What is going on? I thought you weren't going to stream again till Monday, so there must be huge news. Uh, I explained why I'm streaming tonight and not Monday. Um, there is a bit of news. We were talking about Parashuras, Alex, and the fact that Liverpool sent their chief scout and their head of recruitment over to find out the situation of Ryan Graffenberch. But the reason I'm streaming tonight and not tomorrow, mate, is because the Arsenal game is on tomorrow night. And I know a lot of you guys are going to want to watch the Arsenal game. But... Um, Oh yeah, Haaland did score too. Sorry, I forgot he scored in the first game. Yeah, you're right. That's how little attention I paid. Sorry, you're right on that. Um, what was I talking about there? Oh yeah, the, the the yeah the Arsenal game's on tomorrow, mate. That's why I. That's why I'm streaming tonight, basically, because I want to watch it. You guys are gonna want to watch it, and it's good to run the rule over how Arsenal are. But yes, of course, I'm so sorry about the Haaland thing. You're all spot on. He did score two in the first week. I just didn't pay much attention in week one to the Premier League. Right, I've not gotten any answer on whether I can tell you what the new channel's about yet. So I'm going to tell you what the new channel's about. <laughs> this is how I run things, by the way. If somebody doesn't explicitly warn me not to open my mouth, I open my mouth. So, last chance. Last chance for somebody to tell me not to talk. I give that a few seconds to work through. He said no, but I don't like the word no. Nah, I don't like the word no, Mr. Producer. I don't know what you're scared of. I want the world to know because the world should appreciate my greatness. And it's not fair that I deny the world the the light at the end of the tunnel, to know that somebody is coming to save it. You know? That's how I look at this. I think of all these poor people sat at home there, used to inferior content, and 
here I am limiting myself to Liverpool content when there is so much more that I could be bestowing upon the world. I feel like it's unfair. So with that in mind, it's going to be a football channel, motherfuckers. It's going to be a football channel and we're going to be covering the big games. That's all I'm going to say to you. We're going to be covering the big games throughout Europe, the Premier League. And I've decided that, yeah, there's enough space for me to come in there and do my thing alongside some very, very well-respected people that I'll be working with. And yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to give you too much information, but basically, watch this space. So lots of people asked me, was I going to be going back on the kickoff and stuff like that? And I am not but not because of a fallout or anything. Brian was only ever lovely to me and he's a sound fella and I wish them all the best. But I want to take on the world. So let's see what happens. So there we go. It will uh, we'll be starting it after the after the September international break. So yeah, watch this space. Would you ever go on the Fozcast? No. No, I wouldn't. Because I have been ignored, blanked, and ridiculed by a lot of people in this industry. And I've done my own thing, I've kept my head down, and I've done my own work. So no, I don't want to go on anybody else's shows. I don't want to do anything. I want to do my own stuff and let everybody else worry about me. So yeah, that's the plan. Prioritize a DM or a new center back, great content. Um, Both. I, I don't think we should have to um, limit it, both. We should get both in before the window closes. So I've said this to you guys before, but we've never been, I've, well, we, I think of we because we're a team, but I've never been given the nod to go on any of these. No happy hour podcast appearance for me. No uh, Fozcast appearance for me. Nothing. I've always been blanked by everybody and I've just done my own thing. So thought process was, let's continue to do our own thing and let's see what we can do when we, um, Branch out a little bit. So that's the thought process. Uh, Craig been watching since the 7-2 Villa defeat. Doesn't ring a bell, mate. 7-2, you say? Now, the 7 part rings a bell. Because that's the score we beat Manchester United by, 7-0. But the 7-2... Mm, no, it's not ringing a bell, dude. What's better, chocolate or crisps? Well, there's a poll, Gary. There's a poll. That's the poll to end all polls, Gary. Can we ask that question? A little tangent time. What is better? Chocolate or crisps? Never mind that silly poll about how many sign-ins we want. The real question here is about crisps or chocolate, Gary. Get with the program, sir. It's crisps or chocolate. Never mind this poll about how many sign-ins we want. I want to know do people want chocolate or do people want crisps? Are you a sweet or savoury person? I need to judge you guys on this. So it's important to me that I know if I'm dealing with sweet or savoury people. Obviously I'm just delicious. But I don't know what you guys are. 
for the for the record, I'm crisps in this debate. I'm definitely a crisp person. Streets are saying that we're getting news at ten o'clock. Are they? Well, if the streets are saying it, your boy's gonna sit on here at ten o'clock and see. Oh, pies! Oh, I do love a pie, Craig Gatland. Now, don't even get me started. Oh, there we go. What's that last word? Gary, what's the last word? Fru, frit, fruit, fruit. I, I, I don't, no, no comprehende, mate. <laughs> don't understand the last word. Um, but yeah, I mean, there you go. Crisp chocolate or fru, fruit. I'll let you guys vote. But yeah, we will stick around to see what the 10 p.m. news is, if there is any. Through it? It's not ringing any bells for me. Um, mate, of the be- mate, the best midfield in the Prem, one misses a pen and one gives away a pen. We got Endo. Yeah, we do, Mantis. Yeah, we do, bud. Thank you for your super chat. Cake and biscuits all day long. Lads, I'm full on team pastry, by the way, in any of this. But the question was, are we going for uh, chocolate or crisps? Pie versus yelling at the wife for a cheesecake. Pie. Pie trumps everything, bud. Anything with pastry and I'm golden. Someone said Pringles are elite. My little man, my little son, Lucas. He's not so little anymore, but my son, Lucas, he is a Pringle fiend. Like, he has Pringles all the time. Like, he loves Pringles. There isn't a day that there aren't tubs of Pringles floating around this house. I'm loving your success, Makara. Uh, Thank you, Chris. Much love. And uh, as I say, bud, do you know what's been the most satisfying part about all of this over the last few weeks? And I'm going to be honest with you. It's not the increase in revenue, because I don't give a shite about money. It's not the numbers of the views the best part about the last few weeks for me have been welcoming a new team member in who's absolutely playing a blinder in the background and is helping helping us continue to push forward but it has been the comments because i'm i'm insecure said it all along never never hidden it and to see people say that i'm a decent person and that maybe they misjudge me or they've given us a chance and they enjoy it that has been... I, I cried the other night with my wife. I'm not joking. I sat there and I cried happy tears. Because that's... Acceptance is what this has been about for me since day one. To find a community and people who I can share my love of the game with. Open up to. Have a bit of fun with. Share moments with. I don't go outside much. I don't go to the pub. I don't interact with other people. This is This is it for me. And it's made me a new person. Honestly, I'm so fucking over the moon with just the acceptance more than anything. And and that's sincere, like. New pole, domino or ch- dominoes or a chipper. Oh, lads, or Chinese, lads. Uh, don't get me started going down the food route because we'll be here all day talking about shrinkflation. You don't want me to start talking about shrinkflation. Thank you, by the way, for all your loveliness in the chat. Appreciate you. Um, can we? All right, we're going to go on a little tangent to get us through to 10 o'clock. 
I feel like the next poll, Gary, in the background, while we wait for the 10 o'clock news, and we'll talk football as well, we'll keep it going, go-to takeaway, Gary. Are we going pizza, Chinese, chipper, or Indian? I mean, the streets need to give me their answer. I need to know. So, chippy, pizza, Chinese, or Indian? I think they're the four big ones. Uh, my sister just visited from Wexford in the US and they brought me chocolate. Nice. Well in. Um, I find American chocolate can be hit and miss sometimes, but I'll tell you what I love from America. The M&M's pretzels. Uh, Colin said, got poison ivy at work. Chelsea lost, made it better. Ooh, hope you're okay, Colin. So, we did ask you guys what's better. Crisps, chocolate or fruit? See, I learned to pronounce it there. And you guys, 44% said chocolate, 34% said crisps. Wow. I'd definitely be in the crisp category in that one. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Pre-dawn said 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 were great bars. And that just made me think of the ad for the bars in my head. Right, here we go. The big poll of the night. The one that I'm going to judge you all on. And I mean this. This is serious stuff right now. Is your go-to takeaway a chippy, pizza, a Chinese, or an Indian? And as a man who's never had an Indian takeaway, I feel like I can't give a review on that one. But I'm a pizza merchant. I've said this to you before. I feckin' love pizza. What is a chippy? Like fish and chips, mate. Fish and chips, that type of stuff. Go to your local grocery store, look for a mango, buy this bottle of... Chili lime seasoning called tahin. Pour some on the mango. We love it in Mexico. I love mangoes, Alex. In, in all seriousness. I love tropical fruits like that. I love mangoes. Uh, I love passion fruit. I love kiwis. I love all those type of things. Um, but I'm one of them people that is too lazy to make it. So if I'm out somewhere and I see a fruit salad, maybe I'll have it. But I won't make it at home. Do you remember the Roy of the Rovers bars? You bet your ass I do. Love the Roy of the Rovers bars. Uh, Wham bars as well back in the day. Were the Roy of the Rovers ones yellow? Or am, am I wrong? I think they were yellow. Four star or Domino's? Colin, I don't remember the last time I had a four star pizza, mate. There's not very many of them around anymore compared to when I was growing up. I don't know why you're calling me a sellout, mate. What did I sell out from? Being skinny to being fat. I, I don't really know what I sold out from, but... Okay. Right, let's see what you're doing here. So, so far, and we've nearly had a thousand votes, a chippy is at 19%, a pizza is at 33%, Chinese 28%, and Indian 20%. And how weird is it that the least value option of all of them is the winner, or winning, because pizza's overpriced. Go to McDonald's meal. Um... Do you want the real one or the pretend that I'm not a big fat slob answer? I'll give you the real one. 20 nuggets, two double cheeseburgers, strawberry milkshake and an apple pie with a sweet curry dip. That's the real answer when I'm pretending like I'm not a savage. So yeah, 20, 20 nuggets, two double cheeseburgers, strawberry milkshake, apple pie, curry dip. King or Tato? Tato, definitely. But Kyo's is the real answer. I love the Chicago Town pizza, said Graham. Um, bit hit and miss on them for me. Some of them are okay. 
What are we at here, by the way? Bear with me. Come on, update. Ooh, we're less than 100 away from 204k, my friend. So do hit that button if you're new. La Dolce Vita and Nuri. Why does that sound familiar to me, Izzy? I've been to Nuri a fair bit, but some that sounds familiar. McDonald's or Burger King? For me, McDonald's. But KFC over all of them. Mo scored both. What? Huh? What? What? Mo scored both what? We're talking about food here. Right. We've got 13 minutes until 10 o'clock where we see if newspaper stuff comes out. If there's nothing out by 10, 10, 15, we call it a night because I don't want to keep you good people on. Uh, Iceland pound pizza just fine. Iceland's closed in Ireland at the minute. There's been a huge... All the shops in Ireland have closed for some reason. Some issue about the importation of the meat and I don't get it. Eddie Rockets. Oh, Jason, yes. Right, so look, for those coming in a little bit late, let's get back to talking about transfers for the minute. Um, the two names today that have been most prominent for me that I've seen in the media are Perishers of Torino, who is a centre-back, a young Dutch centre-back, somebody who Virgil van Dijk obviously knows and somebody who he's apparently a fan of. And I just wondered, because remember when he was a fan of Cody Gakpo, we signed him. And I wonder if maybe Jurgen Klopp's trying to build a bit of a Dutch backbone in the squad with maybe Perishers, van Dijk, um, and... Um, Grafenberg, sorry. As the resident gym rat, I smash a bag of chips and two Guinness a day. Perfect balance of iron, fats and carbs. There we go. I'll take your word for it, Scratch82. Can I do all that but without the gym part? <laughs> Keep up the good work, mate. Love the channel. Thank you. Said Mythical Returns. Aldi three cheese pizza. No, no, no. No, no, no. Is he left-sided? Yes, he is, Quinch. So is... Hincapia as well, and I think Thiete, the other guy who we've been linked with. Uh, so look, the other news today is that Liverpool have apparently sent our head of recruitment, Dave Fallows, and our chief scout, Barry Hunter, over to Munich to try and find out the conditions for a potential sale of Ryan Gravenberch. Now, Fabrizio Romano has also spoken and said that Liverpool again are trying to find out if Gravenberch is for sale. Madrid are playing, or not Madrid, Munich are playing this game with a pretending he isn't for sale, but at the same time are looking to bring in another midfielder. They've been linked to Ibrahim Asengar from PSV Eindhoven. So, yeah, right now it's just a matter of, I think, maybe waiting to see if he's for sale or not. Am I a fan of Doritos? Uh all right the cheesy ones are all right right i'm gonna give it five minutes after 10 o'clock if there's not much breaking or nothing coming out we're gonna call it a night because it's getting late numbers are starting to fall people are getting a bit bored and i don't want to drag this out so let's wait and see if anything pops up in the first few minutes after 10 and if not then we will call it a night and i will see you wonderful people on tuesday right let's end this poll anyway go to takeaway is it chippy pizza, Chinese or Indian? We have a winner, and it is pizza with 33% of the vote. Good.
when did I start following Liverpool? The the time we got beaten 2-0 by Arsenal in 89 season, um, that game where we lost 2-0 at home, Arsenal won the first division title. Um, yeah, with that Michael Thomas goal. And that was it. Weirdly, that was the game that got me in love with Liverpool Football Club. And people always find that weird when I tell them it was a loss, but that's the true story. I've not seen anything AP new on the core, eh, mate. Um, it's gone very quiet around the core, eh? but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. We have a fair idea of what the core is about, and I think we have a better chance of signing them than we would have had if they sold Elise. The fact that they kept hold of Elise, maybe there's a chance to get the core out, but I guess the question that I posed at the start of the stream was, if we're going for Andre in January, and we've brought in Endo, so we've got two out-and-out DMs then, if that's the case. We've got Young by Cecic. Then these links to Gravenberg start to make more sense to me because he's a more versatile midfielder than a specialist in one area. So, yeah. Um, that's where my head's at at the minute. And that's maybe... Like, I think we'd need to know if we're definitely going in for Andre or not before we know if we go for Decore, which is... A strange situation, but as fans, we you know we're not on the inside of this. We have to wait and see what happens. Who does Shores play for? Torino, mate. Torino and Serie A, the uh, the rivals or the the city rivals for um for Juventus. I go back. Oh, do a new penalty taker poll. Yes, I'll do that. I won't bother Gary with that one. Let me get this one up. So what I'm going to do, I'm not going to just say new panel taker. I'm going to give you options, including Mo, so you guys can have your say whether you think Salah should stay on them or not. I think that makes it a fairer poll. Um, and one more. Right. Last poll of the night. Question is, who should take pens? Dominic Sobotsly, Salah, Trent or McAllister? Have your say. And I need to keep Mo in there because I think that's the fairest way to give us a balance in this conversation. Good luck spelling Sobotsly. I didn't, I wrote Dom. See what I mean? Way ahead of you. On my phone it's grand because my phone has it saved so when I start writing it out, SZ, my phone goes, oh, you mean Sobotsly. Oh, Gary, you're a genius. You're a genius, sir. Oh, I love a good pun. Well played, Gary. Well played. Right, let's have a look-see at what the initial thoughts are here. Sobitzly winning this one by a landslide. Interesting. Liverpool dodged the bullet. Why, when I read that, does my head always see dogged? Don't know why. Whenever I see the word dodged, my head always sees dogged. And no, I'm not going full on. Um, I'm not. I'm not, not going to take a cheap shot. I'm not saying that. 
Craig, if I'm right, Sobotsly hasn't missed the penalty. Stevie, I haven't got a clue, mate. But I tell you what, he's one hell of a player, isn't he? He really is just smooth. Um, what's this one? Holy shit. Sorry, something's just been put to my attention. I want to read it out to you. So Transfer News Live, and thank you, Mark, for sending this to me. Jota, the player who went from Celtic over to Saudi Arabia to Al-Itihad. Jota is already set to leave Al-Itihad just one month after moving to Saudi Arabia. No additional information has been given or reason for his departure. Perfectly normal, that. One, one month and then off you pop. Definitely, uh, yeah, definitely encouraging that. So I read a really good piece in The Athletic yesterday about the Saudi Pro League and about the impact of the Saudi Pro League in Saudi. And apparently it's, uh, for all this waffle we're getting, apparently there's a huge drop-off when you leave the top four. And even in the top four in the big clubs, there's talk of 20 thousand people in stadiums sometimes a bit more but lots of low low attendances outside of the big games and um that makes sense to me so yeah i wonder like i wonder how much of this is is bravado and how much of it is is genuinely a possibility for them to to do well like another good example that i don't think it's spoken about enough by us is the he like i remember reading in this article from the athletic about jordan henderson making his um Eletofac, or however that's pronounced uh debut and they said that when he was doing his interview post-match he looked like he was about to faint and that game was played a half nine at night or something so i wonder if it's sustainable for the level of football it could just be too hot and i don't i'm not seeing that spoke about much like some of these guys, yeah, they're coming from some South American countries or whatever, but I would imagine sometimes Saudi be a different level of heat altogether. Um, and that could be, again, a reason why it may not long-term work. One man owns the top four clubs. Uh, yes, the royal family do. The PIF own the uh, top four clubs, you're right. But yeah, I never really put the, the heat factor into consideration. You know, because running around for 90 minutes, you know, it's, it's draining at the best of times. But if you're thrown in temperatures that Europe may only see in the summer when we don't really play football, um, you do have to ask yourself, is that going to be decisive? So MSM Football said, yes, Sobotsley has scored 15 out of 15 penalties. That's pretty damn impressive from Dom. Craig, winter or summer? For me, oh, summer. I hate winter. I hate cold. Um, one of the reasons I want to move to Spain is because I can't be doing with cold weather. It makes me... It honestly doesn't help my mental health. I'm much better, much more upbeat person with a bit of sun on my skin. Did you see that Saudi wanted to buy into the Champions League? I seen it, but I didn't really read into it. Surely to God, there is no way that UEFA can look us in the eye and sell a spot in the Champions League to a Saudi Pro League team. 
that would be that would just be a signal that they, that they just don't care they just don't care and that money is the king of everything i hope that never happens because it's a european league you want to go set up your own league and throw money at it that is your right as a country you do your own thing but the Champions League for European clubs. It's a European club competition. And no Saudi, Australian, um, American, whatever. Russian, no team. Well, Russia's in Europe, sorry. No team should be in that competition that aren't part of Europe. Simple as that. If you're not in the European Federation, your teams have no place in the competition. So I hope that they tell them to get stuffed. Set up your own Super League, your own fucking Champions League, and see how much their interest is air competitions for european clubs it's that simple it's not anti anybody it's just the rules it's the way it is there was something oh did you see mr uh mr gianni infantino you know mr giving out to everybody about you know getting behind the women's game for the world cup and how dare the broadcasters not have more interest in it? Mr. Gianni Infantino couldn't even be asked to go to the World Cup. And you know what the excuse was? It's a long way to travel for a game. Well, how do you think the fans feel, asshole? How do you think the rest of the world feels when UEFA and FIFA and their head, Gianni Infantino, couldn't be bothered to go back to Australia for the World Cup final? So, before you talk to the rest of us about disrespect, you absolute joke, you fucking clown, how about saying to yourself, would I do this for the Men's World Cup Final? Do you think Gianni Infantino wouldn't show up for the Men's World Cup Final? In fact, Gianni Infantino pretty much lived in Qatar for a year before the Men's World Cup. So, you piece of shit, how come the rest of us have to listen to your sanctimonious nonsense when you couldn't be arsed? Again... Stop trying to treat football fans as idiots. Imagine that. Head of the world game and couldn't be bothered to go over for the Women's World Cup final. And it's not like he's going to have to sit in economy. Joke. Absolute joke of a man. Um... Does, does nobody else find that weird? Like, he's laughing at everyone saying, you should be more respectful to the women's game. All the national broadcasters that haven't bid high enough for the Women's World Cup, hang your head in shame. The women's game, and the Women's World Cup, by the looks of it, has been a great success in Australia. And Australia look like they've done a great job hosting it. And fair play to all the teams for their um, fantastic tournament. And the fact that the head of world football doesn't think enough of you ladies to go over there for the final, tells you everything you need to know about that absolute piece of shit of a human being that is Gianni Infantino. So do you know what he didn't feel today? He didn't feel like watching the Women's World Cup final, did you Gianni? So stop giving us your sanctimonious nonsense, we see through it. When the man goes pop smart after Liverpool, I don't know what that means, see when the man goes pop smart after Liverpool, I don't have a clue Johnny, what that's about bud. Love your comments, Craig. Got to agree with you there. Paul, one of my big pet peeves is that football fans get treated like idiots. Football fans get spoken to like we can't see through the nonsense that's ahead of us. Like we can't see through the media spin and guff. For instance, 
That Manchester United press release that said that they haven't made a decision yet about Mason Mason Greenwood, but Manchester United have a duty to Mason who's been... Fuck off! We all know you've made your mind up. And now the problem is the backlash has been so apparent that you're starting to think, oh, maybe people aren't as thick as we thought. Maybe people do see through our nonsense. I just hate football fans being taken for assholes and spoken to like we're idiots. What do I think about Hincapia? Um, very good. Opinions on Jonathan Morley? I don't have any opinions on anybody else, nor am I going to give any, because it's not my place to talk about other people. So I will just say, like I always say, I'm here to focus on my stuff and talk about my channel, my content, my audience and our club. Not here to talk about other people. Hope you understand where I'm coming from. Uh, yeah, Hincapia I'd love, but I am a little bit late to the Hincapia party. Um, but having spoken to some Ecuadorian football fans over the past day or two, some of them have been lucky enough to have in here. Uh, good reviews. I remember there was one gentleman in yesterday that said, um, him, is it Estupanan? And Caicedo were the reasons why Ecuador have been uh, doing well enough in recent years. So, look, works for me. Uh, Crusader has an awful debut, yeah. I know, it's good, isn't it? One sec. Sorry, I'm just reading another article here. Oh, Jesus. Don't want to read that, Mark. Sorry. Right, this has been just reported, uh, credit to Josh, LFC1909. Liverpool have held talks with Bayern Munich for Ryan Gravenberch and Crystal Palace for a shake to Corre, and that comes from Simon Jones of the Mail. So that's the first bit of news we've seen. So lots of people have been asking tonight, you know, why is it being quiet on the Corre? Well, it looks like Simon Jones of the Mail has said that Liverpool have uh, has spoken to Palace about the core rate and have also, as we know, spoken to uh, Bayern about Grafenberch. Apparently Infantino did show up to the final. See, that's, that's nonsense, right? So I've been told that Infantino did go to the final. There was many articles doing the rounds yesterday that said that he was sending somebody else there that he wasn't going to go. So all I can figure out there, Mr. Gary Mann, is that Maybe the backlash was great and he actually went to the end. But definitely the plan was for Gianni Infantino not to go. And he was going to send the head of the Asia Women's Confederation or something like that from what I read yesterday. What's this? So another article that's doing the rounds now said Liverpool hopes of signing Ryan Gravenberch boosted after more productive talks with Bayern Munich. Hmm. Interesting. Gravenberch is open to leaving Bayern, but he wants to play more regularly. Look, I think over the next few days we're going to see this pan out and we will see if it is the Correa Gravenberch that Liverpool look to bring in. 
swear I'm going I'm going to find that article that said Infantino wasn't going to the World Cup final because I know it exists and I know I read it. Um and maybe the backlash changed his mind, I don't know, but the plan was definitely from not to go because it was too much of a trek. David Simmons, thank you, mate, for your super chat. Appreciate you. You didn't put a comment in, buddy, but thank you for your support. Right, that is the 10 o'clock news, my friends. So just to repeat, Liverpool have spoken to Bayern Munich about Ryan Gravenberch, and Liverpool have spoken to Crystal Palace about Czech Decore. Now we're just going to have to wait and see who Liverpool pulled the trigger on, which one we're going. I don't think it'll be the two of them. What I read into that was that Liverpool have asked about both. Um... I would expect it'll be one. That's my my own guess at it. But yeah, geez, if it was two, do you know what? We would be cooking with gas, wouldn't we? Um, but look, my my understanding of that reading of that would be that we've looked at both and we're weighing up which one. But God, if it was two, if it was both, oh, that'd be filthy. That would be filthy. Uh, Carlos, thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. Look, friends, do hit that subscribe button before you head off. We're about 70 short. So next time I see you, we should be at 204K. Ryan Gravenberch or Decore said uh, Alad Sion. I would prefer Decore, mate. I would. But I understand going for Gravenberch if Andre is going to be brought in in January because we'd have two DMs in Endo and Andre whipped by Chechich. So, I'm, I'm, look, I'm willing to trust Klopp on this one, mate. Whatever Klopp wants, let's get behind and, um, and see from there. So, look, I won't be live tomorrow night. Definitely am taking tomorrow night off. We'll put out a transfer news video, though, so don't worry about that. And uh, there will be another transfer news update coming up now in the next 20 minutes or so. But again, just want to quickly say thank you to you all. Don't forget, new channel coming next month. Hope you guys can come and join us for that. I'll let you know more details when I can. Yeah, but again, much love, lads, for a fun stream. I've really enjoyed it tonight. Thank you. We had lots of, uh, lots of fun between the polls and just talking about food and other crap as well. Appreciate it. Have yourselves a nice evening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 